Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. I was on uh, Facebook this morning as I was getting ready for work and I was scrolling through and uh, a friend of mine who works in uh, the news industry um, was telling a story and sharing a story about something they had seen at a cenotaph just last Saturday. There's, you know, they do some early events before Remembrance Day. And at the cenotaph, there was a bunch of young cadets and others um, there being a part of the ceremony. There was, of course, uh, elderly vets, some who were probably attending what might be their last uh, Remembrance Day or ceremony of what they endured. And uh, in the process of that happening, a few protesters, anti-vax, anti-mask protesters showed up. Now, they at least... Now, I give them this, I guess. They at least supposedly stayed calm and quiet during the ceremony. But as kind of things were wrapping up, they started screaming and yelling and talking about masks being child abuse. And this is all a a big cover up and we're all being led by the man. And, you know, there's these elderly vets being walked away. These are... You know, they scream. I guess to me, the, the, the dumbest thing in all of this is they scream about their freedom, and yet they insult and slap the face of people who helped give them their freedom. If that is happening, it's absolutely brutal. And if you are thinking today about putting a marker on a sign to go down to a cenotaph for anything other than support of the mm. people who are there, then save yourself the paper Get a mirror and put an L on your forehead with that marker. Permanent marker, please, Mm -hmm. because you are the definition of a loser. Yeah, the the anger level with all of them is, uh, it's just, you know, the the hospitals are one thing. There's a time and there's a place. And the place, if you have a problem with a government mandate or a government rule or how this is being handled by the government, is at a government building mm-hmm. while government is in session. Yep. That is where, that is the time and that is the place to do that. Uh, if you have a problem with uh, veterans who are there to pay their respects to fallen soldiers and those who served in war, mm. you are not in a war with this pandemic. You're in a war with truth and reality, right. but you're not in a war with this pandemic. Remembrance Day is about remembering veterans and those who served in wars to fight for your right at freedoms. It's not your freedom to insult them on a day like today. Well, if you're a single person and you're uh, really kind of rubbing your hands and getting excited about uh, hooking up again and getting out there and having sex willy-nilly all over the place, you might be in for some disappointment because uh, over 5,000 people between the ages of 18 and 100 were asked about their dating and how they've dealt with it during this pandemic in the past 20 months. Match.com releases its uh, annual singles study. I am shocked that they spoke to people 18 to 100. Who at close to 100 is still dating? (laughs) I mean, who needs the grief when you're 100 and you're dating somebody like in their 70s? Then you got to meet their parents. Everybody wants to know if, you know, you're going to have kids one day. Where is this relationship going? That seems a little crazy to me. A hundred. What are you doing? I mean, even a doctor would probably say to you at a hundred, give it up. I'm not going to give you the Viagra. Your heart needs that one. <laughs> it, it is a, it, it's quite a varied age range. Mm-hmm. You know, to, uh, to say, like, you know, normally they cut that off a little sooner than that. Mm-hmm. You know, 
18 to 49, 59, mm-hmm. 69, 79. Yeah, somewhere between 18 and 80 uh, would still be a pretty varied range to ask 5,000 people, especially about online dating. You see some bars, though, like before COVID, you'd see some bars that were known as kind of uh, the pickup joints. And um, there would be a lot of older people in there. Not 100. <laughs> well, no, what does like a 102-year-old think about this? So they go, oh, well, why did he cut it off there? Well, by the time we got there, it was after 8. They had already gone home. They, they picked up their lady or their fella, and they were gone. They had already had sex and gone to sleep. <laughs> right. Anyhow, people were asked about uh, different things about... Uh, being single and dating during a pandemic, and many singles most want emotional maturity in a partner over physical attractiveness, which is uh, a big swing because about a decade ago, it was all about physical attractiveness before emotional maturity. It was a new toy we were playing with right. back then, right? Yes. Like, I can just go on this app, swipe, and be having sex this afternoon. Right. Well, and all we did was look at pictures, mm-hmm. right? It was all about physical attractiveness oh, for point. sure uh it is said now that you don't have to be close to be intimate of course because many singles were stuck at home and locked down and so all they could do was talk to somebody through a zoom call many young singles are open to having a long distance relationship so those older folks not so much though because they can't they can't drive home in the dark <laughs> so, you live how far away <laughs> Like, oh, crap, daylight savings is over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be home by four now. That's right. Um, hookup culture has taken a big hit. Very few singles want to date casually. Most are interested in finding a meaningful, committed relationship. This, Much like the whole working at home, this is all I want to do thing. Right, yes. This will change. This won't last. This won't last because we're dirty birdies through and through. Uh, believe this or not, men are more ready to find a long-term romantic relationship than women. And many say they now find sex less important than they did pre-pandemic. Oh. Because yeah. they've gone without it. But right. sometimes you forget. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I can go 20 months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not that important. COVID-19 isn't the end of the world, say the singles. Uh, singles say the pandemic has not negatively affected their dating life. But being vaccinated is key. Almost all singles want their dating partner to be vaccinated. Most of singles are and uh, there are those who require their partners to be as well. And uh, yet, that's interesting because we hear the numbers are going up in a, in a young demo. Yeah, it's it's the uh, it's Dr. Karen Moore's statement yesterday, yesterday saying this positivity rate drive and the reason they have to slow the reopening or continued opening of capacity limits is because of that kind of 18 to 29 age group where mm-hmm. the positivity rate, that's driving the positivity rate higher. Which you would think would be in that kind of that singles and dating world at that point. Yeah, and the fact that the numbers are going up is now maybe that'll be the impetus for some to get it though. Like, oh man, if people won't date me if I don't have it, then yeah, perhaps. You know, or like, like I know the strip clubs are, can't open. <laughs> I can't go to the strip club without no. it. Then forget yeah. it. I'll take the jab. Um, this could be an enduring mark of the pandemic. It sounds like a good thing. Half of young singles had a video date before meeting in person. And they video, the video chat helped determine if they wanted to meet up with the person, uh, and it also helped them avoid a bad date. But isn't that kind of going back to more looks? Right. You know, then why do you have to have a video chat? Why um, can't you just talk on the phone? Maybe the personality. You get to know a person's personality a little more on a video chat. Maybe that's what turns you off. Hmm. Uh, three quarters of singles, uh, single people have felt romantic chemistry during a video date. Hmm. 
and this is good, 7 in 10 people now dating outside of their bubble. Meaning we're dating people from other worlds, other countries, other skin colors, oh, okay. different races. And 7 out of 10, that's great. Yeah. And all those lines are being blurred, and that's, that's terrific. I mean, I know there's, there's those who won't like that very much. They're in that kind of 80 to 100 dating range. <laughs> uh, dating someone different than me, that don't seem right. Lucky's dreams are coming true. Well, now, assistant coach. Right. <laughs> I would, uh, if I had anything to say to the head coach, I would look over your shoulder because there's a, there's a nice blade coming into your back. Not a chance. Oh, you want that gig. No, I don't. Oh, actually. you do. You funny. deny to me. I, I know. you know my hatred of everybody involved in that game. But to others, I, I know in your diary, you're writing <laughs> this time next year. I actually said to Adrian last night, I was like, you know what? Assistant coach is a pretty good spot because for years I was on the parent side or, mm-hmm. or, or managing, helping out and that sort of thing and, and involved with the team. But I had to listen to everybody and because and they had access to me on that side mm-hmm. uh, of the rink. And it, it was just annoying and it got, got to be a little too much. Uh, the head coach side, you still got to deal with that because you get all the complaints. Mm-hmm. And people want your time and they want to talk to you. That's so they, so why they've had to put in rules that you can't talk to the coach mm-hmm. within 24 hours of a game. You got to let it cool down and decide whether or not you actually still find an issue with what's going on. Uh. The assistant coach doesn't have to deal with any of that. It's not enough for you. I'm trying to tie in a couple of skates now and then. <laughs> it's about the worst part that I got to do. It's not. It's, I know you. I know you too well. It's not. It's 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 not enough. No, it's I, never enough. You'll be head coach of both of your boys' teams next year. I think if you took a real look at our relationship in this room, you realize I like just skating by, <laughs> <laughs> not having to take the pressure. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> when things go wrong, it's not my name that's first billing. So <laughs> I'm all right with that. Yeah, yeah, but you're not all that passionate about this. <laughs> I'm not all that passionate about that. Come on now. Come clean clean with a friend. No, no, no. I'd like to call games at an Uh NHL level. Uh, and 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 be involved in that the broadcasting of hockey more. On any given day. Right. How many hours, honestly, is spent with you? Now and I'm just talking about taking the kids to hockey, but just your general life and all the things you do with hockey. No, not that much. Oh come on now! No, no, no! You know what? Because and, and come I, clean. When I was when I was I taught in radio for a little bit, and yeah. you get all these you know young guys who were like, "Oh, I want to be a, a sports broadcaster, mm-hmm. right?" And I, I love the, the the Leafs or whatever it may be, right? And, I, and I'd say to them, it's the hardest part of broadcasting there is mm-hmm. because as much as you think you know about hockey mm-hmm. or sports or the Leafs, there are fans listening that know way more than sure. you. Do. Oh, sure, and and you know. I don't get involved with fantasy hockey anymore. I don't get involved with anymore. hockey pools. Because you don't have time anymore. Well, exactly. And because I, I don't have time to follow. And I'm not that passionate about following all the things that go on. Right? If, if it's not a Leaf game, I'm not watching it. Right? No. But I will say this about you. And, and again, just from my observation of your life. Right. Between calling play-by-play for the the generals right two boys in hockey right assistant coach now right doing the uh announcer uh voiceover thingy right. for all those kids right uh reviewing game tape of your kids in Not the middle of the that. night right uh online shopping for used hockey gear that happens a lot yeah so i'm just saying if you, i think i think you're delusional about how much time you spend <laughs> at hockey right or thinking about hockey uh-huh. doing your research before a generals game all of that it takes has, a lot yeah i'm gonna say in a week if we work 20 hours a week here right yeah i'll bet you you double that 
in just time spent around hockey. Well, easily. I, uh, no doubt our family and our lives revolve around hockey at some point. Because we're at the rink and at some point every day. Right. You have to look at the calendar and say, okay, what hockey mm. is involved today? So, yeah, there's a thought about it every day. Mm. But uh, I, the, the good thing is I know it's ending at some point. Right, especially with the kids. How are you going to deal it. with that? I'll be fine. I don't think so. I'll be fine. I think you're. I, I think I've you're delusional. The, I've already got the vacations planned. I don't think so. <laughs> the money that's being spent into this rink uh-huh. stuff is going right into my golf stuff. The day they give it up for drugs and girls, <laughs> you are going to sit in the dark with a candle, and you're going to you're going to line up all their hockey photos from over the years, and you're going to weep and gently touch each one as you cry into their hockey bag. George Clooney wrote a letter to uh, Britain's Daily Mail tabloid asking them to stop posting pictures of his children because it could make them targets for international terrorists. Now, at first you think, okay, George. Sounds a bit dramatic. Yeah, you're being a little much. But really, uh, I think he's probably got some uh, some ground here to stand on because his wife, of course, is a human rights attorney, which often involves confronting and putting on trial terrorist groups. So she doesn't make a lot of friends in that industry and probably gotcha. much more enemies. So uh, George and her take many precautions to keep their family safe. And we cannot protect our children if any publication puts their faces on their cover. He says, we've never sold a picture of our kids. We're not on social media. We never post pictures because to do so would put their lives in jeopardy. Not paranoid jeopardy, but real world issues with real world consequences. So I don't know how far you can go. First, he's asking the Daily Mail to stop it. Perhaps he could sue them if they continue. Kanye, or I guess yay. Right. Uh, he... Uh, he claims he still wants to be with Kim Kardashian, that he'd like to work it out. Here's the problem with Ye, though. He's currently dating a 22-year-old model. <laughs> Tends to get in the way. Yeah. <laughs> Kim's sitting there with the kids going, sure, we can try to talk over this, but could you get rid of the girlfriend? <laughs> well, I guess Kim's got her own boy toy right. as well. Pete Pete Davidson. Davidson. Yeah, mm. but uh, Pete... Uh, it has been reported that um, Kim is going to Paris Hilton's wedding this Thursday, and Pete is not invited. He's not. Here's how, you know, look at that world. Paris Hilton, how, you know, you go back uh, the late 90s, early 2000s, when she was the it girl. If she had gotten married then, it would be huge news. Right. Now, no, I didn't even know she was getting married. Nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> She's been out of the spotlight yeah, for quite some time. For a very long time. Anyhow. They're trying to work it out, just that damn girlfriend keeps getting in the way. Um, Vin Diesel, all of a sudden, is really sucking up to uh, The Rock, to Dwayne Johnson. I guess they're going to be making the Fast and Furious, the 10th Fast and Furious. All right. Uh, And he really wants uh, The Rock in it. Now, I literally, I don't think I've seen a Fast and Furious since the first or second one. Right, yeah. I thought Dwayne Johnson showed up in one somewhere along the way, and they hated each other, and he's never returned. Like, I didn't know he was this important to the legacy. Was he in the early ones? I don't even remember. I know he was part of Hobbs and Shaw, which was, like, one of the Fast and Furious takes, like, eight or nine, right? Oh, see, you know more about it than I do. I I don't know. I, like, again, thought he showed up in one or two, and that him and uh, Vin Diesel hated each other, and then that was the end of that. But no, Vin Diesel's... Written this letter to him about how his kids call him Uncle Dwayne. What? Oh, yeah. And they send well wishes over the holiday season and how, you know, the legacy of Fast and Furious awaits you, uh, Dwayne Johnson. So says uh, Vin Diesel. He says, I made a promise 
to Pablo. I'm assuming Pablo was Paul Walker because they were really close. So much so that Vin Diesel recently walked uh, Paul Walker's daughter down the uh, aisle when she got married. Right. He says, I swore we would reach and manifest the best fast in the final. That is 10. So I don't know. He's Somebody has gone to Vin and said, listen, dude, you want to carry on with this thing, you got to get Dwayne Johnson back. He was agent saying, yeah. hey, no, no one's asking for triple X. <laughs> all of a sudden, you know, you get these movie trailers uh, on set that they all live in during the filming. All of a sudden now Vin Diesel's is going to go down to a porta potty. <laughs> Dwayne is going to get the, the triple wide. And I thought this was interesting. Actors who can't remember filming their roles. Now, th- these are... Like, you know, okay, I get it if you played a bit part in some movie when your career first started, maybe. But these are, like, really important parts of your career, maybe your whole career. It's amazing that you can't remember. Matthew Perry says he doesn't remember filming three years of Friends between seasons three and six because of his addiction. Oh. And I, you know, I can, okay, we'll give him that. Right. But Courtney Cox says she can't remember being on Friends. What? Because she has such a bad memory. Don't you don't you memorize lines that's, to be in movies and television shows? Maybe they just feed them right before she goes live. But my goodness, that's I mean, you'd remember being on set. Yeah. Right? It's ten like, years. Like, you got to that reunion last year, you didn't know who any of these people were. You are Phoebe <laughs> who? Phoebe? <laughs> Who's this Phoebe you talking about? <laughs> I bet she remembered all the checks she got. <laughs> that's so strange. Uh, Michael J. Fox said most of the filming for Back to the Future is a blur because he was also filming Family Ties at the time. All right. Yeah. Get a blur, not like completely right. forgotten. Right. You remember being in a DeLorean every now and then. Yeah. And this kid, remember Frankie Munez? He was a bit of a big deal. Munoz, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was in uh, Malcolm in the Middle, and he did a couple of little kid movies that my, I remember my boys really liking. Anyhow, he's been around or gone for some time. He says he, he can't. Some car accidents or something yeah, like that? Yeah, something. He, he, uh, he's had nine concussions, and he's also had 15 mini strokes. He's got amnesia now because of all of this. Ooh. So he can't remember being in Malcolm in the Middle. So I guess that's a good excuse as to why he doesn't remember okay, anything. Yeah. So drug addiction, amnesia, all of this. But Courtney's just, eh, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> There's only been one time on Wheel of Fortune where the answer to a puzzle actually was Wheel of Fortune. (laughs) 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 Happened uh, April 2nd, 2001. All right. Yeah. I wonder if they, do they reuse phrases often? I think they'd have to at this stage. I'm sure they've repeated themselves a couple of times. Right. Even like Jeopardy. You'd think the odd question's been asked more than once. Definitely on Jeopardy, I would think. Yeah. Um, Wheel of Fortune, I guess there's a lot of, Phrases, titles, places, mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. that they could use. They look for ones that are obviously with the more, you know, infrequently used letters. You know, they carried on with uh, Jeopardy uh, without Alec Trebek. Of course, we saw all the chaos that ensued around him being replaced. I wonder. I bet they're glad right now Aaron Rodgers didn't become the. Yeah. <laughs> he has to be bright to host that show. Um, but I uh, wonder if uh, Sajak uh, will get replaced. Will Wheel of Fortune carry on without Pat Sajak? And Vanna? Yeah. Yeah, I, I like, would Do imagine. they retire together, do you think? Do they walk together down that aisle? Uh, I think they'll be rolling by the time they retire. Because <laughs> they're already rolling in it. They'll be in a chair. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we'll see. When you look down at your phone... The amount of pressure on your spine is the equivalent of putting a 60-pound weight on your neck. 
So if you do it an hour a day, that really adds up and may cause you some serious problems down the line. See that? Yeah. We're probably, probably really damaging so much to our bodies with our phones. Yep. You know, eyes and eyesight with all of the uh, the blue light, uh, carpal tunnel, mm-hmm. especially with the texting. Hmm. Yeah. Remember the only time you get carpal tunnel was when you were about 15 years old. Yeah, well, I think the phone's being used a lot for yeah. that, too. Yeah. Um, ranch dressing is named after the brand Hidden Valley Ranch. Oh. They created the dressing in the 50s, and everyone who copied it just called it ranch style. Really? Yeah. Okay. okay. I think we have the Hidden Valley one at home, and it is good. I love ranch dressing. Do you? Oh, yeah. I'd always go blue cheese over ranch. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll put it right on the wings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very, very good. And your parm. Your, your parm garlic. Yes. You haven't had that in a while, have no, you? No, I, I, funny, I went back uh, just the other day. I had to, I, I, because I, I was getting it by the bottle. <laughs> so, Bathing in it. <laughs> pretty much. I put that on everything. Yeah. So I had to go back and get some more. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a tasty treat. Um, Steve Jobs chose Apple, one, because he, he loved apples, but it was also because Apple, I love this, is ahead of Atari in the phone book, and he used to work for Atari. So when people were looking up his number, oh. he wanted them to hit his company before they ended up on Atari's I phone number. I thought you were going to say it was like, you know, some sort of biblical reference. Like it was the, like the first temptation oh, kind of thing, right? a good reason, yeah. Steve Wozniak said he first heard Jobs mention the name when he was bringing him back from some kind of apple orchard commune. Well, Steve Jobs wouldn't have been too irritating. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, my. Um, what do you think the biggest... Desert on Earth is. Uh, Sahara comes to mind. You would think so, right? I don't know a lot of them. Nope, it would be the Antarctica. It's, oh, it's, uh, no. that's considered a desert? Yeah, because I guess... You always think sand. Right, but you look up the definition of desert, and it uh, it's a barren area where there's very little rain and poor living conditions for plants and animals. Oh. And that would be Antarctica for sure. And uh, where did the word moron come from? <laughs> every father and every yeah, son. That's right. <laughs> that dumbass. He's such a dumbass. Remember the first time I told my son to give his head a shake and he actually shook his head. <laughs> like he was too young to really yeah. understand what I meant by that. <laughs> Scrambled metaphor. his brains. Yeah. Um, it was originally a medical term for a person with the intellect of an 8 to 12 year old. Oh, really? Yeah. Moron. Wow. Doctors weren't so sensitive back then. No. Your kid's a moron. <laughs> don't, don't tell my kids that, because then when I call them a moron, they'll be like, Dad, I'm 12. Like, like, <laughs> right now, we I am. I am. They are. You know, that's great. They, but they carry on being morons right. way past 12. Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.